0: Master. What's up, world? Thanks for checking out another episode of the podcast here. This week's introduction. Going to be short, sweet, and to the point. Going to get to it here in just a couple of moments. But first, I got to handle a little bit of business. And the business this week is very, very simple. All I need you to do is cruise over and hit that subscribe button on the podcast if you haven't already. While you're doing that, make sure you drop us a five-star rating and. Give me a little comment. Give me a little review. It doesn't matter if you enjoy what you're hearing. If you've got some uh, advice for us on the podcast, things you want to hear, just drop us a review in there, guys. It takes less than 30 seconds, and you don't understand how important those three things can be. So hit the subscribe button, drop us a five-star rating, and give me a little review while you're at it. I say it's going to be a very long introduction because everything I could say about how I met this guest, about how I became friends with this guest, and even about how this guy helps me every single week with my job by uh, making me look a whole lot smarter than I really am, it's all in the podcast. It's all going to be throughout the course of this uh, conversation that I'm going to have with Ethan Brown. Ethan is a guy that I cannot express to you how much... I'm thankful that I'm friends with this guy, how much I just enjoy being around this guy. And uh, let's be honest, every once in a while we meet somebody that kind of changes our lives. Well, I can tell you this. Ethan is one of those people, and I hope you guys really enjoy this episode. Um, at the end of it, make sure you go over there and, crew, and uh, check him out on Instagram. Give him a follow. Tell him you heard him on the podcast. Making his podcast debut. That's right. You'll hear me confirm that in the beginning of this conversation just because I wanted to make sure that my podcast was the first of many Uh, Many of you PBR fans will remember him from last year's PBR World Finals. We'll talk about all that. Let's just get to it. Short, sweet, and to the point this week. This is my conversation with my buddy, Ethan Brown. Finally, the highly anticipated return to Ride Pass and the podcast debut. I'm hoping this is the podcast debut. Is this the first podcast you've ever done?
1: Yeah, this is is the first podcast.
0: Okay, it better be because I've been holding out, and if if you've done podcasts before mine, I'm gonna be mad.
1: I understand. I mean, I, I was holding out for this too.
0: Okay, good, good. So we're on the same page. Um, we met in Las Vegas, correct? PBR finals. Yeah, that was the first time you had been, right?
1: Yeah, that was my first time to the finals, and I don't think it'll ever. I don't. I don't think I can go back because it wouldn't live up to that. So
0: it's it's hard. It's hard for all of us. Like every single year, we go to Vegas and. Uh, I'll be honest with you. We kind of dread it sometimes because there's so many people and it's such a busy. People don't understand how busy the week is. You were busy,
1: yeah. I I got up at five and didn't go to bed till like ten. It was and it's not because you were
0: out at the clubs. You weren't partying, right?
1: (laughs) Oh, No, I leave that to other guys. Yeah,
0: yeah. uh, The the real superstars they were out Mm -hmm. partying or doing whatever. But we did. We worked. We worked Mm -hmm. hard. Yeah. You probably worked harder than all of us, though. I mean, I feel like you were, you know. Uh, Justin Felisco.
1: I mean, I just had to shake hands and kiss babies the it's, whole week. That's really all I. It's the life
0: of a superstar, man. Yeah. Now you know how the Rock feels, right? Yeah, Rock the
1: Dwayne Johnson.
0: Except you're better looking than the Rock. Let's be honest.
1: I have hair. What can I say? <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, wait a minute is that a, is that a stab at me? Are you are you making fun of me? No, it's, it's my podcast. Remember, okay. This is
1: a great podcast. Okay,
0: all right. Don't make fun of bald people. I'm, I'm getting I am don't there. have
1: muscles like y'all do. but you, like, you
0: haven't seen me without a hat, really. Like, It's pretty bad.
1: I mean, I've seen you on the show sometimes when you don't have a hat on. and It's sad, isn't it? it yeah. It's pretty bad. Let's be honest. Yeah.
0: I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. So was the PBR finals your first PBR?
1: Uh, no, I've been to Kansas City a couple times. I've been going to PBR since I was like seven because I started watching when I was like three and I'm 17 now for anyone who doesn't know my age. Yeah. So it's been a decade and a half of this.
0: So you've been coming, you've been showing up. Um, when you first started, was there anybody that was your favorite?
1: I mean, I started and you have to understand that J.B. Mooney was a rookie when I started watching. It's crazy he, to think about, isn't it? Yeah, it's been, <laughs> it's
0: been a long it's time. It's been
1: a long time. And he just had a style that was unlike anyone else at the time. And he was a bad boy. And I, I wanted to be bad because I'm a, I'm a goody goody.
0: Right. So, yeah. I think yeah. we all have that a little bit. You know, yeah. I grew up really, you know, I grew up in a really small town and like I had amazing parents like yourself and they taught me right from wrong. And so That's I always knew what was, yeah, I always knew what was right. Mm-hmm. But like sometimes I didn't always want to do the right thing, you know, and, and I think JB came across as like that bad boy, but he was kind of cool when so he was cool. doing it. So cool. And what's, what's even better about all that is now, being around him, like, what such a good guy he is.
1: Right, right. You, you've he's been like, around him a little bit. Yeah, I mean, but, like, he gave me a fist bump yesterday, and it was the most violent fist bump I've ever had in my life.
0: It's intensity. Yeah. All the time All with a the guy time. like that.
1: Good ride, bad ride. He, he's intense.
0: But he made a good ride last night, and uh, that was fun to see.
1: Yeah, he's like, I, I, I like to compare him to this stone-cold Steve Austin, the PBR. Nailed it. Just, like. Beer
0: chugging, and I love that you're bringing up pro wrestling references. You're my kind of guy, buddy. (laughs) Exactly, I love it. Um, is he still kind of the guy for Uh, you?
1: Like JB's the guy. Yeah. I mean, actually, I kind of have to admit, I left PBR when I was in middle school. I was an angsty middle schooler, so I left bull riding for a little bit. What
0: for? What
1: for? What? What'd you get into? I tried to be cool, and I tried to watch football and all that stuff, and I just like.
0: Those guys are. They'reed me
1: away, yeah, and I was like, "This ain't bull riding; they ain't tough." And I was like, "You know what? I heard that uh, Jay like once J B rode Bushwhacker, I, it really brought me back into the sport." Yeah. So
0: and I think it brought a lot of new people into the sport too, because yeah. there was so much at the time being made about Bushwhacker, and and he was on ESPN and the magazine. All right. And, you know, he had the the buck off streak of forty two and. You know, there was so much press about it and then for a guy to conquer that streak, I think it brought everybody either to or back to the sport of bull riding.
1: Yeah, and growing up I was a little kid and every time J B got so close, I was Mm -hmm. like really upset, and then he like got on bushwhacker what, fourteen times? Yeah, something like that. Finally rode him, and that that was a great day.
0: You know, I was in Lake Charles, Louisiana one time at a touring pro event, and this is before social media got mm-hmm. as crazy as it is now. And I saw JB get on that bull twice, back yeah. to back nights, and and bucked wow. off both times. But you know, most of the world didn't get to see that, right? And and I think about all of the times that you know he got on bulls like that that we didn't get to see, right? He's a he's a man. He's a he's a tough dude,
1: right? But uh, in terms of favorite writers nowadays, I mean, uh, I just have to respect the toughness of all these guys like Chase Outlaw and just Lockwood, um, Kaiki Bishako getting injured right before the finals and still winning. That, that was just yeah. something else.
0: It's crazy. I I look at Chase every week, and I consider Chase a really, really good friend. And seeing everything that like he went through, it made me realize, like, man, I take a lot of things for granted. Like, he – and he has been an inspiration, I think, to everybody in the locker room in the way that he has started looking at life. Like, every day is a great day, man. Yeah. Every day. We were just talking about that. It's kind of kind sad because we're winding down, but you know what? We've had some pretty good days, buddy.
1: Yes, yeah, So many great days. I mean, top two weekends have been PBR related and top three was when up back when I was well I'm still a fan, but like strictly a fan right. when I was before very we brought little. you into the fan. Right, right, exactly. Right, yeah. Yeah. And can I tell you a little story about myself and like how the PBR has really affected me. Yeah. So when I was like For the people who don't know my entire story, I've had 17 procedures, and I'm 17 right now. So that's about one surgery per year. Right. So when I was, like, in second grade, I was about to have major leg surgery, Mm -hmm. and it was right after the PBR season had ended. So um, my second grade teacher knew I was a PBR fan, and they called up to Pueblo, and she set it up that... um, they wanted them to meet me, but I got phone called the night before surgery from, first, um, Cody Lostra, who had just won. And really? Then, then I, was, I was shocked. I was flabbergasted. And then, like, three seconds later, after that phone call ended, like, J.B. Mooney called me. I just about passed out. No
0: way. Really? Yeah.
1: And uh, so it was, it was insane. And um, just all the different times. Like, that was just one time.
0: But you found out really quick and really early, like the real guys that are behind what you see on TV. And that's what like, that's what I strive to do. And we've talked about this. That's what I feel like my job is, is to explain to everybody how cool these guys really are. You know, you see them on TV and you just don't get it.
1: And before social media, you didn't know that these guys had families, right. and they bring their families to the event, and they have kids and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's just, like, it's so cool to, like, see that now, and, like, like it's probably too late, honestly, for, for like, how great it could have been for some of the other guys. Right. But to have that luxury now is just something great.
0: But it's cool because, and I think all the guys will agree, um, you and I talked about this yesterday a little bit, but... It's what the people behind us get to learn from everything that's happening now, you know. So all the things that are happening with social media and everything, all the opportunities that guys like JB and even Luke Snyder and Brendan Clark and those guys didn't get, you know, the guys like Mason Taylor and Jess Lockwood and right. Cooper Davis, those guys exactly. are going to get to benefit from. Yeah. Um. There, there's. It, it's always changing. Everything's changing, in the world. Um, I want to go back because you you told a little bit of your story, but we met you through is it Dream Factory? Dream Factory is that right? And then the, and they um they kind of helped get you introduced to us in Vegas. right? Yeah,
1: yeah. So Dream Factory is a Kansas City based um like trip. Help me out on this one. It's like ch- kind of like they grant yeah. wishes. Like the, the, it's like Make a Wish, but Kinda. more reasonable, right. For the Midwest and Kansas, and so most most of the time, it's like to go to Chiefs games or right. to go to Disney World. And here they have a kid who's like real cowboy out here mm-hmm. trying to go to. Um, and they grant wishes for. Sorry, I'm backtracking a little bit, but they um, grant wishes for kids who have suffered a life-altering, um, like, moment or yeah. something like yeah. that. Yep. Be, and it's different from Make-A-Wish because make, Make-A-Wish has to be something that, like, is somewhat fatal. Right. And right. so that's why we use Dream Factory. Dream Factory
0: is just, just – they're just helping people.
1: Yeah, they're just helping people, uh, making dreams
0: a reality. They're, they're doing – Well, I always say I want, we're just making lives better, man. Right, yeah. It's like what we do here. Like for fans that come to the building, we're just trying to make their life better for a couple hours.
1: Yeah, just like give them a good Saturday night, a good Friday
0: night. Let me tell you something, buddy. Uh, You got way better than a good Saturday night or a Friday night because the first time, and I want to make sure this is right, the first time we actually met was on the carpet, wasn't it? Yeah. So Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The first time we met was on the was I don't know if it was blue black red. It Essentially, it's a yeah. red carpet it, type celebration. Re- but so
1: it's like the the finals is, has been has um, escalated and being such a big deal nowadays. So they have their own custom like pimped out rides. And mm-hmm. They can bring their so like I think it was the second night of the finals and. I was really spoiled because I had already been on the black carpet, like shaking hands with those guys before. But then uh, I found out that I was going to be walking down the black carpet with Jess Lockwood, and that was that was like some the reigning world champ, and that was something
0: else. I was just getting ready to ask because I couldn't remember who you walked with because like when we met, um, I don't know. I feel like we became buddies pretty quick, and then yeah. you came to the cornhole tournament and hung out mm-hmm. with us for a little bit. Yeah. There's just so much going on out there.
1: Yeah, that the cornhole tournament is like severely underrated as one of the best Thank parts you. of Thank World you. Finals Week, just because it's helping helping people and like in a fun way. It's it's That's very it. relaxed. It's not very high pressure. You know, I have get... been practicing. Yeah, because I did not do well. I cheated like every time.
0: I think a lot of people cheat at that cornhole tournament, yeah. but the good good thing about it is, it's it's all for the Western Sports Foundation, and so we don't care if you cheat, if you bribe your way to the top. It's all it's all fun and games. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all so fair. Fun, so fun. Uh, what was your favorite part of the whole experience in Vegas?
1: Whole, all right, so I I would be lying if it wasn't.
0: If you don't say the cornhole tournament after that, I'm going to be so dis. No, I'm kidding. All I'm right, kidding. Tell so, me the truth. Tell the truth. All
1: right. Um just being on ride pass, and if I, I wouldn't be lying if I didn't say that, like, the whole uh, escalation of how I got into beef with Felisco, and I say beef with quotation marks because I'll explain what that's about in a little bit. Yeah, so, I,
0: okay, because this is new to me. I got to know about this, so.
1: So, uh, it was right after we finished our interview, like, they said I was some, like, you got, someone told you that I was a guru or something, and yeah. that I loved Felisco, and so, apparently, I I had the cojones to say that I could do Felisco's job better than he could, which <laughs> I'm not sure is really
0: true. We might have fabricated a little bit, yeah. I don't know, maybe that's what we yeah, do. Yeah,
1: and uh, then by the time I was on Ride Pass, I was already penciled in as uh, Felisco's replacement.
0: So I may or may not have had something to do with that. I had a feeling Um, you might have, I might've just been trying to get rid of Justin. Maybe. But since then, okay, I want to go back to that because you know, you kind of had a little beef there with Justin, but you were, you actually were a big Felisco fan. Am I right?
1: Yeah. I felt like he, like he was very intellectual with all of his stats and I'm a big stats guy. I've Mm -hmm. kept stats. Um, you, you can print the day sheets off of the PBR website and for, years, I would write down the exact seconds someone but would buck off, and I would do the quick math to see who was in the lead before uh, you guys would say it. So
0: so you were ahead of the game before all the rest of us, essentially.
1: Yeah, I just – it's like, no disrespect to you guys, but I, I needed to know what the world ramifications were for the points, and I yep. – it's a very nerve-wracking thing.
0: It's stressful for me because I wish I could sit down and you – know, Like, I wish I was fast enough to put all those numbers together and know. And uh, to your point, I think a little bit, uh, Justin Felisco is incredible at knowing those numbers and knowing what this guy needs to get to this place. But you have kind of made everybody step their game up. And I'm talking about me, Colby, J-Dub, everybody, because like you're picking – not only the people you like to win the round, but you knew who Colby was gonna pick to win the round of all things.
1: Well, I did ask him a, a little precursor questions just to see where his mind was at. And I'm not a mind reader because I can't just like No, walk but you're
0: a sneaky people. little dude. I mean, yeah. You don't don't lie. Don't don't play innocent. You're a sneaky little guy. You yeah. you you are very uh you you're very cognizant of everything that you're doing. You were laying out the groundwork so that you could read his mind, essentially. Yeah,
1: pretty much. I was pretty saying, much. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I knew there were three or four matchups on Friday night that I was like, well, about there's five there's five people making picks and about three matchups that we would like, so.
0: You know. Speak of the devil, uh, our party just got crashed with Justin Felisco. And, Justin, we were talking about when uh, when my man Ethan showed up in Vegas for the first time. Did, I want to ask you this. Did you have any idea that you had any fans whatsoever?
2: <laughs> no, not at all. I think Ethan's the first. Maybe the only, but uh, no, it was pretty cool.
0: Well, And I was just getting ready to tell him. I was like, it was hands down. It was so apparent right away that he was your biggest fan, mostly because he's the only fan we've ever known uh, of Justin Felisco. But, that being said, I was just telling him... everyone
1: else is trying to keep it a secret. That's
0: it. Like, that's it. Yeah, Because I'm the same way. And I tell him this all the time. I just don't tell people in public. Like, I'm a huge Justin fan. Because he's just like you. You know, Justin, you didn't come from a Western sports background, though. But, like, you love this sport.
2: Well, of course. I mean... At the end of the day, bull riding is a sport. It doesn't matter if you're from the East Coast, the West Coast, Canada, Australia, wherever, right? You can buy into what this sport's about, and that's what always drew me, to It was the fact that it was an athlete, two athletes, a bull rider and a bull, and it was definitely foreign to me growing up in Connecticut, but once I came here, once I met the bull riders, the stock contractors, you fall in love very quickly with the sport, and that's not even mentioning all the toughness and all the hard-hitting action you see in the arena.
0: And then every once in a while, there's a fan that shows up that becomes part of the family that like reminds us, oh, crap, there's other people that can do what we do, and so it's time to start stepping our game up.
2: <laughs> hey, if we can take a weekend off, you and I can go on vacation to Florida. So
0: <clears throat> That's what's crazy is like we could both take a weekend off, and Ethan could take our jobs, both of them at the same time.
1: Perfect. I just go to Florida before it floods, honestly. All right,
0: Justin, I know you got a a bunch of stories to go get to. I just wanted to bring you in to say hey to Ethan uh, because it's, it's fun having him around.
2: Of course, and again, I appreciate all that Ethan does, reading my articles, tweeting at me on Twitter, giving me feedback, so I appreciate it, and the more fans we have, the better. Plus, the more pages I get the more I can stay employed.
0: Go get some stories so you can make the rest of us look good.
2: All right. Can I just, like, spill the tea on one of Felisco's
1: tweets really fast? Do it. So, he said that Dalen engine rode a bull for 80-something points, and it was the wrong bull, so I had to correct okay. him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got you got to keep him on his toes. Yeah. I, which I is crazy because none much. of – I'll be completely honest with you. None of the rest of us ever would I believe everything Justin Felisco says. I hate to say that in public, but I do. Yeah, and and I'm not gonna do that anymore. I'm gonna everything I read of Felisco's, I'm gonna, hey Ethan, did you check this? Did you did you correct his his statistics?
1: I very well might have. Okay, so.
0: all right. I'm gonna have to start checking in with you. I did start checking in with you uh, several weeks ago. I started just messaging you and saying, hey, who do you like? Because I got sick of being wrong. You know what I mean?
1: I'm sick of being wrong this weekend. I'm like over six. I said, let me, I changed my pick and then it got wrong again. So I was like, what is going on?
0: You've got those Matt West numbers right now all of a sudden. Uh, No, because Kate always gets everything right. And it's so frustrating. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to cheat. I'm going to start asking Ethan. So instead of giving my pick, I'd be like, well, you know what? I talked to Ethan and and we like this one. And I cheated. I just took what you liked and said that I did too.
1: Well, yeah, I think. All right, so I'm gonna be really open about this. You actually started I'm scared now because you started doing it right after I had my last surgery, and I actually, I did? yeah. So I had surgery on my right hip. They took a screw out, and so I think that was the weekend that um, I want to say it was the weekend that Dalton Castle broke out. Maybe,
0: maybe I don't, maybe. I don't know, I don't remember.
1: And so. I put on my Instagram that Dalton Castle could win the round. Like, the day, like He had never been on the big leagues before, and then he won the round, and I felt pretty good about myself that day. But yeah, I, that was all him, not me. <laughs> I know,
0: but you kind of took credit for discovering
1: him. Yeah, I, I totally did.
0: And I don't blame you. Anytime I get anything right, I take credit for the whole scenario.
1: Yeah, i I channeled you on that one. I'm not going to lie. Don't
0: do that too often. It'll send you some wrong turns, I promise you. Yeah. Um, okay, so Vegas, you came in, and uh, you walked the carpet with Lockwood. You got to meet so many people. You came to the Cornhole Tournament. We, we put you on Ride Pass, and I don't think you knew that was going to happen, did you?
1: No, not at all. I was like... They, first of all, they said I was going to watch Ride Pass and I was going to breathe the same air as you. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> well, was, we
0: brought you into the production meeting mm-hmm. that day. Like you came in the whole time.
1: Yeah. I was like, "That it was a great week. Er, th- that part was just getting to know all the Ride Pass stuff and like for it to be the conclusion of the one year anniversary <laughs> of Ride Pass. That was yeah. really special.
0: It was a lot of fun because we had so many people coming in and out that whole week, you know, and and for me, I'm still a big fan. I'm a fan that grew up in a little bitty town in Oklahoma, kind of like you grew up in a little bitty town in Kansas. What's right. the town? Salina, Kansas, sir. And, and you go to high school there?
1: Yep. Salina Central. Go Mustangs.
0: Go Mustangs. And what grade are you in?
1: I'm a senior this year. Now,
0: weren't you running for like coolest guy in the school or something like you were running for, uh, cause I I was waiting on my campaign t-shirt and I never got it. So I was running for
1: vice president and I got it at a boy and, uh, you know, homecoming votes this weekend. What? So
0: So I got to get this podcast out quick, right?
1: Well, nominations, not voting yet, but we'll see. We'll see.
0: All right. Now, if I don't get a, an Ethan for homecoming king t-shirt, I'm going to be
1: pissed. I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll figure something out. Now,
0: let me ask you this: if you if you become the homecoming king, and there's some you know super hot homecoming queen, I know mom's in the room, but like I feel you're obligated to lay one on her, right?
1: No, we're no. We're gonna we're you, gonna
0: spoken dance. like a true southern gentleman in front of mom. Yeah, but I'll wait to hear the real story when it happens. I
1: mean, I'll hold the door for her.
0: Okay, that that yeah. see. He is way better than I am. He's a way better guy than I am because I feel like that's my one shot to get in there you know <laughs> i, I feel like this i feel like this would be a different conversation if mom wasn't in the room would you know,
1: every, <laughs> like the way our school dances work out it's like a mosh pit but the one dance that it, the one slow dance is when the king and the queen are together so everyone just gets in a circle and watches them and every and it's just them too and you know maybe
0: yeah it's it's hard though it's hard to you know it's hard to uh you know, start making out when you got the whole school looking at you. I'm not one. Weird. I'm not one. Mom hates me right now. She's, she is looking at me. She hate your mom hates me. Yeah. Ezekiel Mitchell's mom hated me for a while, but she starts, she started to like me when Zeke said, no, we're actually really good friends. Yeah. I don't know if your mom's going to like me after this or not.
1: Yeah. I'm not really sure, but I'm not one for popularity mm. contests.
0: So. Me neither. You know, what's funny about that is, is, um, I, well, like we have a lot of similarities because I can still be super super shy wow. and like I'm not a big talker I'm not big on crowds right but then you put me in front of a camera or you put me in an arena like this and and I love it I can't yeah. imagine doing anything else
1: I mean yeah this is the best sport best business best company in the world the atmosphere is bar none. and you know we both love wrestling so that's I can't it, think that's it
0: better. that's it that's it I want to go back. Um, real quick, because when I met you in Vegas, you know, we talk about walking the carpet and everything and, and I could be wrong, but when you came to the cornhole tournament, you were using, weren't you using crutches or were you, using uh, a, I
1: was using like a, a cane, a yeah. cane. Yeah.
0: I haven't seen that all week.
1: No, because is this I, a, is
0: this a be cowboy thing or is this a, Hey, we're just working our butt off or are so we supposed to,
1: I've been in the gym. Yeah. Like I try to get hundred sit-ups in every week. Uh, I get on the bike, try to go five miles a day. I've been, Really? I've been biking five miles a day here this weekend.
0: Can so. I tell you the truth? If you've done 100 sit-ups at all this year, that's 100 more than I've done in okay. the last three or four years.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> right, I but. like to
0: eat, and I don't like to do sit-ups, and I don't like to run at all. I hate running. I don't even like a fast walk.
1: I live near a cemetery and I can't even run near there. Oh so God, it's, yeah, it's scary.
0: It's, it's that's <laughs> creepy. So you so you've been working.
1: Yeah, I've been working.
0: That's I've awesome. Working, in, I thought maybe we were just like you know just being tough around the guys, but no, you've been I, putting the work. It's in. an everyday thing. That's awesome, man. That's so we're gonna have to get you to West Fit. All right, we're gonna. Yeah. Ha- I, I already got my merch. Off. That's what I heard, and I'm so mad. Your
1: mom signed the packing address. I mean, like, she should have let you know.
0: So mad, I. She don't tell me anything. Come on now, Uh, I'm I just I just pay the bills. I don't know what. Nice lady, she's awesome. She's awesome. We got a lot in common. We really do got a lot in common. So so I noticed that, and then I was like, wait a minute, I haven't seen I haven't seen him with a cane or anything this week, and I didn't know whether to yell at you because you were doing something wrong or if you would just been working.
1: Well, I kind of just evaded my mom. No, that's a lie. I just—you uh, <laughs> can't no, tell the
0: lie very long with her here.
1: N- yeah, no, I've—I uh, had surgery about a month ago, and I—I I didn't use a, cr- or a cane for about. I only used a cane for like three days, but that's just the cowboy toughness that yeah. you know I've learned since I was three.
0: Yeah, and, and what is it that you're that you have? Uh, I have
1: triplegic cerebral palsy, which means that I had a stroke the day I was born, mm-hmm. and so my left arm and technically both of my legs are like a little work or a little herky herky jerky. They don't connect to my brain right, but I had a spinal surgery when I was four, so that means I can walk.
0: Yeah, it, it, man, it's crazy because like you you show up here, and I don't think you understand how much you do for all of us because you are so you're you're just like. Like me, like Felisco, we're so excited about this sport. But it's funny because, like, you show up in the hallway, Chase Outlaw's coming to talk to you. you Yeah, yeah. Cooper's coming to talk to you.
1: Yeah, I'm just a fan at heart, and I don't want to be an inspiration for anyone. I just want to be another guy.
0: Well, what do you want to do though? What do you want to do? Because when we found out you were coming, we found out that kind of broadcasting might be something you were interested in. Maybe taking Felisco's job in 2020—that's <laughs> what I'm hoping for. Well, but you know. what do you—what do you really want
1: to do? So what? So right now I'm in the learning phase. I still want to learn more about broadcasting. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at business in college, um, so.
0: Which you had a genius business idea and Tommy Hill stole it from you.
1: Yeah, they did, but I'm not gonna throw shade at that today. So. That's all
0: right. That's pretty cool though. Yeah, it's it's all right. It's pretty cool. It's helping other people. Yeah. So it's a great idea. Yeah, great idea. But so the broadcasting thing is something we're learning about.
1: Broadcasting, you know. journalism. Um, I just wanna make my name in the PBR. Yeah. I might even be CEO.
0: Let me let me tell you something. You've already made your name here. When you got all the world championship contenders coming up to you and, and, and saying hey and seeing you, and now I'm going to have to change the name of this podcast to Ethan Brown now, you're kind of killing my style, man. You're, you're kind of ruining it for me. No. Taking over. No. Well, we're going to get you back on the broadcast again all right. today. Yeah. Um. I, I'm gonna have to get with you, and we're gonna have to make our picks because we're gonna do them together. Because I'm tired of losing.
1: Yeah, this one, I'm tired of losing. It's been a rough too. weekend. It, it's been a rough weekend.
0: <laughs> what, thirteen rides? Did you Did you grow up watching wrestling? I know it's a really random All right. question, but
1: actually, I didn't get into wrestling till middle of school. Like when I went away from bull riding, I went to wrestling.
0: Okay, well then, so. then I okay, then I'm gonna let it slide. If you went from one really super awesome thing to another, because a lot of people make fun of me because I'm a big wrestling fan, and you know what? Yeah. I don't care because Hulk Hogan could beat them all up.
1: Hulk Hogan could beat them all up. And, you know, Ric Flair just goes woo all the time, but, you know, it's just, it's cool.
0: Who, uh, who was your guy? Who, who was your wrestler?
1: Who's my guy? I actually liked Mark Henry because he was yeah. strong. Yeah. And, uh, I like, I like Ric Flair. Yeah. Just Cause you know, he's, he's got the showmanship.
0: I don't think it's any, any secret. I'm a Hulk Hogan guy.
1: Oh, you don't say. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know. Right. Really. Yeah. Smash, uh, Smash Webster, Cody's wife said, I have a, a, a streak that I've got to upheld talking about my Hulk Hogan lunchbox on every podcast. So mm-hmm. there it is. I just, All right, it out there. there it is. Nobody knew about it. Yeah.
1: I, I wish I had a lunchbox. That, that was that cool. I mean,
0: well, okay. Uh, me and and Justin Felisco are going to do a world finals preview before we get to Las Vegas, but I want to do one with you right now. Okay. Um, who do you like to win the world title?
1: All right. It's three man race depending on how this weekend ends. Right. Right. You got, uh, just Lockwood, Jose Vitor Lemmy and Chase Outlaw. Yep. um, Looking at the statistical like writing percentages, Mm -hmm. I think you have to be at a fifty-five to sixty percent chance, sixty percent writing percentage to win. Right. And um, Chase is at like fifty-one right now, and I'm not, and I'm not counting him out. Right. But he's not. I don't. I don't know how many points are he can get at at Springfield because that's the event we're at right now. Right. But so I'm leaning towards. Lemmy or Lockwood, and I'm really afraid to make a definitive statement.
0: Me too, man. Me too, because they both are looking yeah, so good. Man. Yeah. But here's the other thing Outlaws won. He won the major in Cheyenne. Mm-hmm. He won, you know, a couple of events this season. Yeah. He can still do it. And if he would win another event before the end of the year. All of a sudden, like, he could skyrocket back into it. And he almost won the finals last year. Yeah. So, man, when we get to Vegas, I really do feel like, and I say this every week on Ride Pass, and I mean it with my whole heart, I think it's going to come down to the last day.
1: It's going to be a last day thing just because of how, uh, because of their riding styles. Yeah. Like, if, I mean, um, back in the Mooney versus Silvano Al- Alves days, um, you knew Silvano was always going to keep the, sto- the score, right, yeah. So it was it was really about the math then. Yeah, but it's it's like all about the bulls, yeah. Like because you saw, I think Lockwood got on a bull that was just kind of meh last night. Yeah, and that, that's not to disrespect the stock contract or anything, but. Lemmy's bull was also like was a really good bull, mm-hmm. and it. Sh- I wasn't watching ride pass because I was in the stands, right. but I was shocked. I-, I did the Macaulay Culkin impression when, when <laughs> Lemmy bucked Bo off last night. I was like, yeah, "What's going too. on?" And uh but then the fifteen fifteen and wow, that that was a statement.
0: I I moved over to the front row to watch the fifteen fifteen and. Those guys reminded me just how much fun this is going to be. Yeah. Jess riding Chiseled, the number one ABBI bull in the world right now for Uh 93. That was big.
1: I've never seen a score that big in round one, ever.
0: That's crazy. Yeah, in the first round. In the first round. That's what's cool about those classic events. Right. Okay, so you got the big homecoming uh, nominations coming up. What else?
1: Yeah, I still have to ask a girl to that, by the way. Uh, Maybe this is a good time. You got one in mind?
0: Yeah. no. just a really hot well, Oh, I feel like there's a lie there. I feel like there's another story we're See, not going to tell in front of you and yeah, I. We'll talk in a little we'll bit. We'll talk,
1: we'll talk. Okay. But if anyone's listening and I can and if, and you can if you can drive to Salina, Kansas and you're like 15 to 18. There you go. No freshmen.
0: No freshmen. No. Freshmen they're way below.
1: I mean, senior freshmen. College girls? close girls, yeah. Okay, yeah. just checking. Yeah.
0: Just checking. Salina. So Salina's not too terribly far from me, but what's, what's the closest airport to Salina? Closest
1: airport is like Wichita. Wichita, which is how well, we far? we have a, uh, it's about an hour and a half.
0: What if one of the Kardashians is listening to this podcast right now and they decide to fly to Wichita? They
1: have husbands. I'm not taking that. Okay,
0: good call. He is, see, he is a gentleman. Mom, you guys are doing something really good because he's a way better human than I am.
1: And and they have kids, and...
0: Okay, that's that's a deal breaker. Yeah. I got you, man. Yeah. I got you. All right. So, and then uh, you know, homecoming. Then what?
1: Homecoming, and then um, done with the ACT. So that's feel good about that. Um, I don't really know. I have a calc test tomorrow, so yeah, it's kind of gross. That's
0: man, calc test. I I don't know that I ever took. Any calc tests?
1: I've been so into the PBR right now. I haven't even. You got up time my for schedule, calculus? You, know? Are you kidding like, me? So
0: we got yeah. a we got a world title, We got the best world title race in the history of the PBR. Right. Nobody cares about calculus.
1: Nobody does. Except maybe Justin Felisco.
0: Except maybe Justin Felisco. <laughs> that is that is as true a statement as ever been said on this podcast. All right, man. I know I'm following you on Instagram, and whoever's listening to this better start following you on Instagram, or I'm going to personally come to them and punch them in the face. But to do that, tell them, tell them how they can find you.
1: All right. It's Ethan underscore brown. Brown like the color. Official. Um, if you just go to... But I want to talk about your Instagram. Wait a minute, you need to be official. You need to get certified.
0: Thank you. I need a little blue check mark. Yeah, because
1: you need the little blue check mark. Because if Ezekiel Mitchell has a little blue check mark and you don't, something's wrong.
0: I didn't know Ezekiel Mitchell had a blue check mark. He has a blue check mark. I got one on Facebook this week. Actually, that's impressive. I I thought it was pretty awesome. Like I kind of wanted to like jump up and down.
1: Yeah, and you know. But certainly do follow me, follow Matt. I mean, if you're not following Matt, then why are you listening?
0: Uh, yeah. Like, well, you're probably not listening anyways, but even if you are following me. And if
1: you're in the shower right now, get out of the shower.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ethan underscore Brown official. Yes. On Instagram. Yeah. E okay.
1: T H A N, The and, traditional spelling. And
0: listen to the man because I need to get I need to get that little blue check mark on Instagram. Hey, wait a minute. Speaking of the spelling, a man that's never going to win a spelling competition is Cody Lambert. Yeah. Texted me during the broadcast. That was pretty cool.
1: Yeah. He spelled it like eat hen like a chicken yeah. and that was like I <laughs> was like but he corrected
0: it, was, it immediately. Yeah. Before I could even read the text, he he corrected it and he was very you know outspoken I'm never gonna win a spelling contest right but he said do you want to tell him or you want me to all
1: right so he wants my phone number to pick bulls in Vegas and I say that with air quotes because I'm not sure how much help I can provide but
0: I'm uh, I'm completely honest with you because he texted me again today and uh, <laughs> oh, he no. is waiting for you to call him let me find it. <laughs> Um, and this is the exact, this is the exact, uh, text message verbatim from the director of livestock of the PBR. One of the founding members of the PBR, Cody Lambert, he says, give Ethan my phone number and tell him to call me. I'm going to get him to help me with the finals list. And then I responded there a minute or two and he said, I probably won't win a spelling test. But I can really cuss. Yeah. That's exactly what he texted me. Exactly. And so Ethan's going to help put the Bulls together for the finals. So if you're a stock contractor, you better be better be uh, cruising on over to e- Instagram right now and following Ethan underscore Brown official and uh, maybe liking. If you're, Chad Berg yeah. is probably liking everything you got right now so he can I get more mean, Bulls to the so. finals.
1: Chad, Kenny, uh, Gene, d
0: Matt Sharping he's Matt one of my Sharp favorite things,
1: ones. Yeah. I yeah. mean, All get right. on over.
0: Well, we got we got a production meeting to get to. Uh, we've actually got to work, so we right. got to quit playing around a little bit. But man, I appreciate you doing this. This yeah, was fun. This was so fun. Mom's gonna take some pictures, make it really right. awkward right now. But it's okay. We're you know she's
1: actually it. been she's avoided taking pictures because she's been worried about being embarrassing. This morning. why. Because I don't, I don't know Let why.
0: me. T- can, I'm going to give you a piece of advice. When I first started announcing, and mom, you listen to this too, everybody that is listening to this, because I have this conversation more often than you could even imagine. There was a guy named Clem McSpadden mm-hmm. who I really, really, really like looked up to in the announcing world. He's a legend. He's a hall of famer. And I would always go to him and I would want advice on announcing. Right. And I'd say, you know, Clem, gimme give, give me some advice. Give me some advice. And the only piece of advice he would ever give me was take pictures. Take pictures everywhere you go. Take pictures everywhere you work. Take pictures of the people you work with, the people you encounter, the people, even just the cool people that you see in different places which is why you'll see my Instagram like if I can take a a picture with Arnold Schwarzenegger I'm doing it I'm never I'm never going to be too cool to ask Hulk Hogan to take a picture ever and I think that that's important the older I get the more we're going to want to look back and and see right you know like I, I want mom to be taking pictures right now even though she's sitting down trying not to be cool or trying to be too cool because here's the thing a year from now, I'm gonna be able to say, "Yep, Ethan's first podcast was on mine." Yeah. So we better have some damn pictures. Yeah, that's right? that's the best thing. There you go, buddy. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you doing this. We're gonna have fun this afternoon, and uh, I'll see you again soon.
1: Yeah, this has been my pleasure. And based on how sh- things have been shaping up here, we might see a new a new number one leaving Springfield.
0: Ah, uh, you're making it. You're making me ready for the end of today. Like, I want to see who wins. All right. All right, brother.